Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Did you miss yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, man. This is uh, Rough in the Basket. I'm your co-host as uh, sometimes. Um, I'm not going to say as always because, you know, it hasn't been like that lately. But I'm your co-host, Noah. Uh, I'm accompanied, as always, by Brandon Carr. Brandon, how are you doing today? Pumped, dude. I'm so glad you're back. Um, Noah's been pretty busy. I've been kind of holding it down, but we're so glad to have him back. I mean, it's been a while. We haven't even had him on yet for the NFL season. We're already going to be going into week three. So I honestly feel like that we just got to start off with him firing off some, some opinions, some takes, some things that he's just been kind of thinking about throughout these first two weeks of the NFL season that he quite hasn't gotten to say yet. So I don't even want to waste any time. Noah, do you have anything that you've been, you know, you've been thinking about any takes, any opinions you have to fire off that you haven't, because we haven't seen you in a month. So a lot's kind of happened since then, uh, especially in the NFL world. So do you got anything? Yeah. Well, first of all, how could I not talk about the Lions, man? A big win <laughs> over the Chiefs week one. I know we kind of faltered week two uh, to Seattle. I swear, bro, Seattle is our kryptonite. I don't know what it is about them, but they yeah. literally kept us from making the playoffs last year. Like, if we won that game last year, and it was a close game, I think it was like 48 to 45 or something like that, one of the craziest games of the NFL season. game, yeah. And this game was really no different. High scoring, 37-31. We lost in overtime. Uh, got to overtime, though. We had to drive down the field. Um, Jared Goff had the third longest streak in NFL history for passes thrown without an interception. I think he made it to like 378 or something like that. Tom Brady had 399. Aaron Rodgers has the 402, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I mean, hats off to Jared Goff. Um, I honestly, bro, at this point of time, I'm ready to say this as a Lions fan. Uh -oh. Jared Goff is our franchise quarterback. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm down with it. He's won me over. The fact that Dude, he's made it to the Super Bowl. People still disrespect this guy. He now has the third longest streak in NFL history without an interception behind literally two of the greatest in the game's history. He's made it to a Super Bowl. Granted, he lost to, again, the greatest in NFL history. Um, Sucked that Super Bowl, but that's a story for another time. Uh, so far this season, like, he has four touchdowns, one interception. He's been averaging 270 pass yards a game. I mean, since he has put on a Lions uniform, he has 52 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. Like, he's been killing it now for so long. I really believe in this Lions team still. And I think also one other thing I will say is I think that they're when they find out how to use this kid, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be like a premier running back in the NFL. I don't think he's ever going to be a very good run uh, running back, but he is going to be the best cast pass catching running back in the NFL. I think he is going to pass Eckler with that. Uh, I mean, I see the speed, man. I see it. And he's explosive. Uh, but we'll get off the lines for a second. I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that another day. Um, another thing that I'm just going to say, this is a pretty broad statement, but it's the second week of the NFL season, man. We can't overreact yet. I see people already saying like, dude, the Bengals, they choked. They're over. Their season's done. Like, Joe Burrow, he signed that contract and forgot how to play football. <laughs> it's like, dude, he just came off of, like, a crazy injury. Like, he almost tore his ACL again. Like, one of the first snaps he had during, not even the preseason, but just during training camp. Yeah. And then comes back and, like, look, he hasn't looked like his old self, sure. But do people remember, like, the first few games in the NFL year, the season before, he didn't play that well. I think week two, he snapped back last season. I don't really remember. But week one, he threw four interceptions the first week of the NFL season. The Bengals start slow. They catch up. They're going to be okay. I'm not really too worried about them. Um, What else should I throw out there? Why do the Jets still have Zach Wilson on their team? I don't understand. Like, can we just forget about this guy? Like, Trey Lance, you know how much the, the, the 49ers gave up for Trey Lance? He's no longer there. They said... Hasta la vista, sayonara, whatever, in whatever language. And uh, now, you know, Zach Wilson is somehow still the starting starting quarterback for the Jets. Uh, I don't know why they haven't learned their lesson. I don't know why they still haven't given up on him because it seems like every single year he looks worse. He doesn't look better. So the improvement, the improvement's not coming. I'm sorry, Nate. He's not getting better. It's over. Get Trade for Gardner Minshew. Um, he'll give you probably eight wins. And you'll be competitive, but, like, you need a trade for somebody at this point, Jets fans. I'm sorry. Uh, what else is there to be said? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I fit in as much as I could. I wasn't prepared for this. You kind of just threw this at me last second. Yeah, that was so pretty good, though. That was pretty good. Thoughts. What's up? 
I was gonna say that's pretty good, man. You got you got three opinions. That oh are... yeah, and, and a fourth one. I'm sorry, Austin, but the Cowboys are not gonna win the Super Bowl, and they're not going to make it the divisional round of the NFC. I'm sorry, they're not not the divisional round. They, they'll make it to that, but the conference round, the conference finals, they will not make it to the conference finals. Cowboys choke every year. Their defense looks really good so far. I get it, but you also played against the Zach Wilson Jets, uh, and you played against the Daniel John uh, Daniel Jones New York Giants. Had a crazy comeback this week, actually. But then again, they're yeah. playing the Cardinals. They're playing a really soft defense. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of thoughts out there. I don't know if you can really sort out this mess, but there's been a lot of thoughts going off in my head lately. So those are just some. Those those are a lot of thoughts, man. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of it kind of ties into our discussion that we're going to be having today with these 2-0 and teams and the 0-2 teams. You mentioned the Bengals. You know, we'll talk about them. There's There's a lot to talk about, and, you know, NFL week one was crazy as it is. We've had uh, another crazy week, and I feel like I'm going to be saying it's every single week, but it's just some of these games that, are, that get played, crazy, crazy performances. It's it's wild so far, but um, I guess I kind of want to just get into, you know, these Owen. I guess we could start off with the Owen 2 teams because I actually posted something on Instagram, on our Instagram. Go follow at Rough in the Basket. I posted a poll. I made a little graphic saying, what own two team are you most concerned about? And 19, Hey, 19 of you guys voted on this, which was, I thought a lot. Um, so six of you guys had said the Vikings, five of you guys had said the chargers, three of you guys said the Patriots and five of you guys said the Bengals. So the Vikings actually received the most votes for which own two team that you guys are most concerned about out of those four. Obviously there's the Broncos, there's the Panthers and the Texans, but I wanted to just highlight those four teams because I feel like these four teams were four teams that a lot of people had some high expectations for. I think, you know, at least like the Vikings, I think me and you kind of both knew that the regression was coming, but I mean, they were a 13 win team last year. And then the Chargers are 0-2 right now, the Patriots 0-2 with them, you know, thinking that we're going to have a, well, we'll get into the Patriots, but thinking that they're going to have a more improved season than the Bengals 0-2 dropping two to a divisional rival. So I guess I guess I'll ask you the question, which which Owen two team I'll say this. I'll ask you what Owen two team are you most concerned about and what Owen two team do you think could still make a playoff push at the end of the day? Because when you I feel like when you go Owen two, I don't have the exact numbers, but your percentage to make the playoffs goes down dramatically. So obviously starting off Owen two is not a great thing. So I guess like I said, which 0-2 team are you most concerned about and which 0-2 team do you believe can bounce back and make the playoffs? All right, cool. So I definitely want to do it the other way and be like, what 2-0 team is overrated after yeah, this? Yeah, we'll do that like, too. Point. But to start with 0-2 teams that I feel like uh, are definitely like they're done for the count. I mean, initially when you asked me this question off air, I said the Vikings. I've since then changed my answer. I am concerned oh. about the Vikings, definitely. But I got to give it to the Chargers, man. This was my Super Bowl pick last year. I had a lot of faith in the Chargers. So for me to say that, that just shows you my level of confidence in them right now. It's not very high. It's like, I understand they're in a division where it is winnable. I'm going to put it like that. Like the Chiefs are probably going to end up getting it done. And they're probably going to have some leeway to make a wild card spot. But the the thing with the Chargers that really concerns me is just like their their defense looks like it can't stop anything. Um, their defense and they've paid uh, quite a bit of money to try to revamp their defense over the last few seasons, and it just has not worked out. Obviously, the big signing was J.C. Jackson. That's his name, right? J.C. Jackson. Jackson. Yep. All right, got a lot of names to memorize on a daily basis. If you know, you know. So <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm bad at names right now, but um, yeah. With that being said, like it just doesn't really look that good on defense for the Chargers. Like they just gave up. Um, 246 yards, a touchdown, and zero interceptions to Ryan Tannehill, who threw – I mean, I knew he was going to bounce back, but he threw three interceptions the week before to the Saints, which given, like, they are – I mean, from what we've seen through two weeks, the Saints' defense does look fairly decent. But, I mean, like, Ryan Tannehill isn't that great of a quarterback. We know he's falling off. And then to, like, not really put up any kind of obstacle for Ryan Tannehill. And it wasn't only that. He threw for 83% completion percentage rate. That is terrible. That's pathetic. Uh, And like the Chargers look like 
I'm not worried about their offense necessarily. Justin Herbert's going to get the job done. Every week he's going to give you about 300 yards. Every week he's going to throw for at least a few touchdowns. Every week that uh, Eckler's healthy, he's going to be out there catching balls. He's going to be out there rushing probably for like at least four yards a carry. Like, I'm not worried about their offense. It's just their defense is horrific. And it seems like when their offense has to respond, like they actually have to respond or they are going to lose the game. They don't get it done in those situations. That's just what I've seen so far. Uh, they will, they will, you know, move the ball. Uh, they'll move the ball early on in the, the game. They'll be able to do that. They'll be able to, um, like I said, make plays like Justin Herbert's going to make plays, but it's just like last year, look back to last season during the Jaguar game, right? Their offense had several opportunities to respond. All they needed really was a touchdown to put away the Jaguars at any point during those four or five possessions in which the the Jags were coming back during that playoff game and they were not able to respond. And I see that again this season that when they need to score, they can't. And when it's like optional, then they'll go down the field and they'll score without an issue. But it's just, I don't see this defense getting any better. I think they need to probably get rid of their defensive coordinator. It's not, not that good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's not looking good. I think they actually have given up the most points through two games. If I'm not mistaken, they've given up the, the second most points. Yeah. yeah. The only team that's given up more is the giants. So yeah, I'm not really looking forward to seeing what this team has to produce the rest of the season. I think um, the Vikings, like, you can definitely make the debate with them because, again, their defense didn't really look that much better. Um, and also, you know, they've the only thing about the Vikings is, like, I'll give them a break with the Philadelphia game because Philadelphia is a very tough team, and they played till the end. Um, Tampa Bay, that game, they probably should have won, and they lost. It was separated by three points. But it, it's just I don't I don't see – I think the Vikings, that division and and their playoff life is a lot more doable than what the Chargers are in for this year. The AFC is completely packed. It's packed with teams. The NFC, I feel like you could get in the playoffs with nine wins. The AFC, you could be nine wins, uh, nine and eight, and you could still miss the playoffs. So with that being said, the Vikings, I think like Kirk Cousins has started off hot. Justin Jefferson is going to have – um he's gonna be all right you know that team yeah I mean that's that's putting it lightly yeah but that team's gonna be okay they're going to start bouncing back they're gonna get some wins and they're gonna I mean who's who's in their way really like maybe the Packers maybe the the Lions the Bears like the Lions I mean I love the Lions I hope they succeed but historically they have not really had much success Packers, they have a second year or a third year quarterback that has barely started three games. And like I'll another little point right here. Jordan Love, I gotta say, has actually looked extremely impressive. And I feel like he's making me eat my words uh slowly but surely. And another little thought, uh Anthony Richardson looks like a beast. I'm not going to lie. That might be a point for you, Love but it. Just, let's go. Just don't forget I'm to Rob- convert you. Dude, Robert Griffin III looked like Jesus Christ himself uh, his first year in the league. So I'm just saying, and don't don't get too ahead of yourself yet with these rookie quarterbacks or these second-year quarterbacks or whatever. But, yeah, definitely for me, going back to the topic at hand, the Chargers are by far my biggest uh, my biggest concern for a team that's 0-2 that had big expectations. What about you? So, actually, I want to I talk about the Chargers a little bit. So, did you know that the Chargers are the 33rd team in the in the Super Bowl era to score 50 plus points with zero turnovers in the first two games and they're the only one to start 0 and 2. So that just says a lot about how great their offense has been and how bad their defense has been this year. Their defense is 32nd in EPA per play, their offense is in the top 4. They're actually sorry, they're 5th. 5th in EPA per play on the offensive end. So offensively they're playing great defensively it looks like a disaster and i mean you gotta wonder when brandon staley is gonna be out the door i think i mean i think he's a defensive-minded coach and these first two games have not been very good uh i mean maybe he can kind of turn things around i know the defense played a lot better towards the end of last season but if you're a defensive-minded head coach and your team is right now the worst defense in the nfl i feel like you're doing something wrong uh, Tua carved them up. Ryan Tannehill did a really good job, won the game in overtime. It's it's not looking great for the Chargers' uh, point of view. And they're, I think they play Minnesota this week. And obviously Minnesota, we just talked about them, how great their passing offense looks. Kirk Cousins is going to throw all over them from what you know we've been seeing so far. So 
I'm pretty concerned about the Chargers because I feel like their defense, it, it, it needs to get better. And they have some big names like Joey Bosa's there, Derwin James is there, JC Jackson's there, Khalil Mack is there, Asante Samuel Jr. is there. They got names on this defense and they're just not playing up to par right now. They're not, they're not really doing much. And, you know, when you're the worst defense in the league and first, it's obviously only week two, but it's the first two weeks. But when your offense is playing as good as they have been and Austin Eckler obviously has missed time and Justin Herbert's played pretty good. And, you know, it's looks good on the offensive end and your defense is not getting the job done. You're Oh, and two, and you're the first team in the Super Bowl era to score 50 plus points and have no turnovers for the first two games and start Oh, and two it's, there's definitely a problem there. Um, so I don't know if the, if the chargers continue to lose some games here, I just, I feel like that maybe uh, on the defensive end of things, I feel like, they might end up firing Brandon Staley at some point this season because this is just this is unacceptable. And you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert who, you know, it's not really his fault right now. Like he's playing good, and it's just the defense's fault. They gave up 36 against the Dolphins. Uh, I forget how much they gave up against the Titans, but they're the worst defense in the league statistically. So I do have a concern about them. Uh, Vikings. I kind of expected the Vikings to kind of go, you know have a regression a little bit here their running game looks awful I think Alexander Madison is a bad running back I think he's bad uh I'm sorry to say it but I just don't see it with him the offensive line's not good the defense is not good they they're gonna be a team that will just have to rely on their passing attack and honestly like at some point I feel like that might end up catching up with them we'll see but that's just not a formula for success I feel like the Vikings have a lot of a lot of things they need to do. And this is the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. So, you know, I feel like they're going to be in the market for drafting a quarterback next year. Uh, I definitely can see that. Um, the Patriots, they're another team that was on this graphic. <laughs> I'm pretty heartbroken from these first two games as being a Patriots fan. It's been pretty rough, to be honest, to watch uh, the team lose in heartbreaking fashion in two straight weeks. One, Keishon Boutte can't get a foot down, and the other, Cole Strange, is – ridiculous lateral play gets called back we you know the offense didn't play good last game they kind of got things going in the second half at the fourth quarter specifically you're just going to get it done I do think the Patriots are I'm not going to say we're dead in the water yet I do feel like that we can kind of bounce back we have the Jets this week in New York so that's a big one I know we play Dallas that's a tough game but you know I'm I think the Patriots have actually looked pretty good so I do feel like I'm still optimistic about them and then Cincinnati I'm honestly concerned in the way that Joe Burrow retweaked his calf and I don't know if that's something that's going to be kind of you know being lingering throughout the season but clearly they have not really looked that great I know the first two weeks of the season has not been really good for Joe Burrow and the Bengals you thought talk about last year I saw a stat that Joe Burrow was like one in seven or one in eight in this first two or it was like one in eight one in seven in his uh, first two games of the season throughout his career so Obviously, he's not – they haven't really been able to start off on a good note. But I am definitely concerned with that calf injury because, I mean, it maybe it's limiting his mobility a little bit. Obviously, that's a pretty big part of his game with, you know, him being able to uh, navigate the pocket and then roll out and make a big play. So I am concerned on that end. But I do think since the Cincinnati was the team I had going to the Super Bowl, I'm still confident they can definitely do that. I am concerned, though, with Joe Burrow's injury with the Bengals. Yeah, the Patriots, to be honest with you, I think it, they're probably the team I'm least – or I'm not going to say least concerned about that start off 0-2. That's probably the Bengals. The only reason I would have any concern with the Bengals, like you said, is the injuries. But um, in terms of the Patriots, like I've actually seen some progress this year. It's subtle progress, but progress nonetheless. First of all, you're going up against Philadelphia week one. You played a really tough game. Started off looking terrible, 16-0 in the first quarter. They were down, right? Made it a game. Mac Jones came back, had three touchdowns, one interception, 316 yards. I mean, like, he looked pretty good in that first game, apart from the first quarter. You remove the first quarter, he looked like a franchise quarterback without a doubt. And, uh, I mean, he's getting used to a new system as well, but I don't think it's probably that hard to go from a terrible defensive coordinator's uh, offensive system to you know a guy who's been doing this for years and bill o'brien but um at the same time like their defense 
is very stable. And if like the Patriots were losing by like 10 plus points a game, I'd probably be concerned. But the fact that they've played stable defense, they're still putting out the Patriots defense that we know that, that they can produce over the last several years. Their track record says that when in doubt, Bill Belichick will put out at least a good defense. And that's what they've done. Even after the Tom Brady era, they've been able to be top six, top seven in defense every single season. So it's not their defense I'm concerned about. It's if their offense can adapt. This last game against Miami, again, like they, the Patriots have been starting off so slow in these games, and then they've been catching up late. And I think when you see the Patriots start to progress in the first quarter, the first few quarters, and they keep it like a tight game, and they keep it like maybe they're down by three at halftime, and it's something like, 13 to 14 or something like that, or 13 to 16, whatever, something like that at halftime. I think it's almost going to be a guaranteed win for the Patriots because I think that the second half, they get very locked in and very focused and very motivated. I don't know what it is, but I think the Patriots still have, it's a long season, right? 0-2, not that big of a deal. Like things can be turned around pretty quickly. I know they're the only ones in that division without a win, but like, like we mentioned, I mean, Jets don't have a quarterback now, which is huge. Um, the Bills have had some signs of weakness. Obviously, last week against the Vegas Raiders, they just destroyed them. But the week before, they did not look great. And uh, Miami, they look good for now. We'll see if Tua is still healthy come week seven. I, and I say that, like, I want him to be healthy, obviously. I would never root for an injury. I hope he stays healthy. But it's just, you know, things happen in the NFL, and it's a long season. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and honestly, like, looking at the Patriots, um, I'm pretty encouraged, even though it's, you know, you're starting off 0-2. You played two pretty good teams, I think, in the Eagles and the Dolphins. And you kept it – I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of people after that 16-0 and start, I said this last week, but I feel like after that you're kind of like – you're pretty much you're thinking, all right, the Patriots are going to be dead in the water. But they came back and, you know, they didn't give up. They, they continued to play and they almost won that game. It literally just came down to – not getting a foot in on the fourth down, which was a great throw for Mac Jones. And honestly, like, I don't think Mac Jones has been the problem. Like, he's looked pretty damn good. And honestly, in the Sunday night game against the Dolphins, I was seeing some stuff. I know we had the one interception, which was kind of like, like, why would you throw that ball? Xavier Howard had the interception. He, like, tried throwing it up to, uh, I think it was Devontae Parker. It was, like, kind of, like, out of bounds in a way. Like, like, Devontae Parker wasn't really in a good position to make a play on the ball and you know but I think just looking at Mac Jones I think what really impressed me was he was actually making plays outside the pocket he was actually creating when the play broke down which was something that I didn't really know he had in him but he kind of was doing that he was making throws on the run he was you know they like when there was pressure he was making plays even in that Eagles game, I mentioned it like he was making plays when he was pressured and he was a quarterback who did not really perform very well under pressure last year. And, you know, maybe that can be contributed to attributed to Matt Patricia, whatever it may be. But he was he was like, I don't think he's the problem. I think he's playing really good. I think the Patriots skill position players are not very good. Uh, and, you know, this is why I really wanted DeAndre Hopkins. And I, I really think the Patriots can use that game-changing explosive receiver they do not have that in their offense right now and I think they really could use that type of player their defense is playing really good they played great against Jalen Hurts they feel like kind of gave like a blueprint in a way to some other teams of kind of how to stop that Eagles offense because I mean honestly they were up to you know after it was 16 to 0 they were really playing some good football uh on that defense on that offense so and I think they honestly did a pretty good job against Tua and the Dolphins too. Like they played pretty well. They just couldn't couldn't really stop the ground game, but they kind of limited, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to an extent. So I think they're I think they're still gonna be a good team. I think what definitely can concern me is the schedule because they definitely do play some good teams, but this should be a winnable game next week. I think this team can still make the playoffs. I'm not concerned about them and I think I'm more bought into Mac Jones and I definitely think that he can be a franchise quarterback as of right now. I think he definitely can be for the Patriots. I think my biggest thing with him was just, he just needs some help. And, you know, I think they could really use that wide receiver help. They really could use a big time weapon. I just think that would be really helpful for this team because I mean, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith Schuster and pop Douglas and Kendrick Kendrick Bourne is pretty darn good. I will say, but 
I think they still need that explosive, like big time number one receiver, like a top 20 receiver, top 15 receiver. I feel like the Patriots could really use that. They don't really have that element to their offense. So I think that's what can really hold them back, but I'm definitely more encouraged with Mac Jones and I think he can actually create off scripts a little bit, which is something I didn't think he had in him. And he, he was doing that in, that in this Dolphins game. So very encouraging to see. So I know we started off 0-2 and it's not great. And honestly, wins and losses is the biggest thing, you know, for teams. But I think I'm pretty encouraged from what I saw, though, to be honest. Yeah, I will say breaking news, Matt Corral got cut. So they got oh, yeah. happy back as their number <laughs> I two. I hope he's – honestly yeah. hope he's okay because I know he was going through some stuff. They, they, I know they were trying to, like, get in contact with him and whatnot. But, you know, I'm hoping that he's actually okay. So I want to – what, what happened? I actually don't know this story at all. I guess he was dealing he was dealing with like some depression. Like I know yeah. he was dealing with some mental battles um throughout his like you know, I think it started in college or even in the NFL. So I know I hope I do hope that he's okay. And I know the team had kind of kept him. They put him on a list where he couldn't get uh where he couldn't get claims by a team or something. I, I don't know what it was, but they did formally release him. So I actually hope he is okay. But um yeah, so that's yeah that's just something i wanted to say is hopefully he's actually okay yeah yeah definitely hope the same but yeah i mean all jokes aside like bailey's abby is your number two guy again um which all this just for him to come back as number two guy kind of weird they caught him and everything but with that being said uh yeah i mean mac jones like i really do still think that he could be a franchise guy i think like in under the right circumstances like he can win it's just they've I mean, the last few seasons or maybe just last season, I mean, they really just set him up to fail. Like, I mean, and like, you know, you see these young quarterbacks having these great wide receivers or at least an explosive guy. Like there are no guys on the Patriots offense that are explosive like that. There's no like, I mean, Juju Smith Schuster is kind of he's past his prime, like. And he was never that good to begin with. He was very overrated, but that is what it is. He's been dealing with he's been dealing with a knee problem too. And I saw a report. I don't know if it's true, but I saw a report saying that the team doesn't really even view him as like a top five receiver on the team. It was a weird, weird comment, but yeah, and you know, uh, hopefully he Juju can stay healthy and kind of contribute to this team a little bit more. But yeah, it's the Patriots could really use that weapon. They are lacking in that department and we kind of have been lacking that in that department for quite a while now and it's we just don't have that receiver and honestly when you think of the best teams in the league it's I feel like the wide receiver position is so important like you need to have good weapons I think to succeed and I mean I mean Kansas City you know I know they had Travis Kelsey but I guess Mahomes can kind of outweigh that but I think you really need like if you're a quarterback that's not on that level, I really think that you need a big time wide receiver to really help you and put you over the top. Yeah. It's extremely, extremely concerning. I mean, that's the big thing here. Like honestly, Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki are probably after, I mean, I don't even know, maybe they're their, their best options. Like Devonte Hunter Parker, Henry and Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Like Kendrick Bourne, he's, he's he's all right, but like, he's not anything that special in my opinion. I mean, he's, he's had a good start to the year. No denying that, but I mean, he's not like that special. Like Devontae Parker, the last time he had over 40 catches was in 2020. So, you know, he's kind of falling off. He's like 30 now. Um, I mean, Juju Smith Schuster, as we said, he's kind of falling off as well. Like they really have no, no guy that they can turn to and they've I mean honestly that's on them because they had ample opportunity over the last few years to either sign a guy trade for a guy yeah hell even draft the guy right like and it just hasn't yeah. up until now so I mean unfortunately like they had several opportunities to draft um the the number two for the Vikings now it's Jordan Addison right that's his name uh yeah they had opportunities he's pretty good man him. I like him he he looks legit man I will that's another common uh that I've been thinking about for quite a yeah. while the last few weeks he's just been he's been killing it which that was I mean it, it was a little surprised like how quick he figured out the offense and I think that's a great sign but um I will say like it's just uh I, I did have him actually in a few leagues, um, a few of the redraft leagues. So I was thinking to myself, like, you know, I mean, am I really going to trust, like, 
KJ Osborne or whatever that guy's name to be. Yeah, yeah, do it. I'm like, you know, Jordan Addison straight out of college. Like maybe maybe he could do something with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback there, and he he's been killing it. But I yeah. mean, like Jordan Addison, you put him on the Patriots offense, he's the number one easily. I mean, a lot of these guys that are honestly like the third, fourth quarter, uh, sorry, not quarterbacks, wide receivers on their team, put them on the Patriots, and they're the number one guy, which is pretty sad actually. So that's the one concern I have with the Patriots. But other than that, like. There, I think Ramondre Stevenson is like he's a legit running back. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't really shown anything yet in a Patriots uniform, but it's only been two weeks deep, so maybe that's coming. Um, he's not really expected to do that much, anyways. He's just expected to kind of be like a short yardage type guy. So, yeah. um, Mac Jones has looked a lot better this season than last season. Um, I mean, there's definitely like their defense is holding holding uh the fort down. So mm-hmm. overall, I mean, I wouldn't put a huge concern on anything yet. It's just the Patriots are serious about like being competitive this year and winning the division. They have to go out and get a better wide receiver. And it's just unfortunately, knowing the way Bill Belichick operates, it's not gonna happen. So uh, that's right. that's one thing. I would hope, I mean. I don't know how likely it is, but I know the Bengals don't plan on. I don't. I, I don't know if they're planning on re-signing him, but I know contract talks are kind of stalled, and they're not going to come up with come with a new deal throughout the season. But T. Higgins would be an awesome addition to this Patriots team. I don't know how likely it would be with cap situation and whatnot, but if he does become a free agent, or you know, if the Bengals continue to struggle, I mean, I don't really know, but. I would love an option like that. That would be super, super awesome for this team. Or if, you know, if the Patriots are in a position to draft somebody in this class, you know, maybe take somebody or take a swing there and draft somebody. I know it's not been very good um, in terms of drafting first round wide receivers for the Patriots, but, you know, hopefully, you know, one of those guys can kind of hit. But I know they got Christian Gonzalez and he's been fantastic, but. You have to wonder what if, what if they took Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison. I'm not mad at them for not doing it because Christian Gonzalez is his ad's advertised. He's been awesome. He's been walking up receivers for these first two weeks. He's been fantastic. So I don't hate it, but I just wonder what would have what what would have been the outcome if they didn't do that and they ended up taking that Zay Flowers. He's looked really good. Jordan Addison. He's looked really good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Patriots. Like even. Like, this is how bad their wide receiver group is. And I don't know why they didn't address this in the offseason because they definitely should have. But even if you look at the Bengals' third wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, like Tyler Boyd would be the number one in the Patriots' offense. That's the crazy part. He's had 2,000-yard wide receiver uh, seasons, like in terms of being able to catch 1,000 yeah. yards. He's been able to do it twice. So I really think he could be a, a number one guy in the Patriots' offense. They just need something, man. But – um. A little bit of a change of topic, uh, not the smoothest transition, but fine. what do you what do you think about the the two and O team so far? Is there a two and O team out of like let's say, uh, Cowboys, Philadelphia, San Fran, um, Atlanta? You know, maybe maybe New Orleans or Tampa Bay or any any teams that really stand out that are two and O right now that you're like. I don't know why they're getting so much hype. There's two games in the season. They're going to probably finish way under 500 still. I mean, I said the Buccaneers would go four and 13. I remember that. And they're two wins away from tying that already. So um, I'm pretty surprised of how they've been playing, but like, I don't know, man, like maybe they're this, this year's like, I'm not gonna say this, they're, they're this year's Seahawks and make a playoff push, but maybe they're just, maybe they're a team that actually like, stays competitive this year and, and you know honestly baker mayfield's been playing pretty good i don't know how long that'll last but they've definitely been surprising i'm not surprised i'm not really surprised about the ravens i'm not really surprised about dallas because i thought dallas was going to be really good san francisco not surprised falcons maybe a tiny bit because of how bad their passing offense has kind of looked i mean the russian offense looks fantastic so maybe they're in for some regression a little bit but I don't know. I'm not like the commanders. I said they go eight, nine, they're two and oh. Um, I, I mean, I guess maybe Tampa Bay. Like, I, I don't know if I fully trust Baker Mayfield just yet, but he is playing for his NFL career. So maybe there's a little bit more incentive. He's seventh in EPA per play. So he's been playing pretty darn good. I have to give him credit. I don't know how long it'll last though, because yeah, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. I haven't really been, but it's, I do have to give him his credit, but I did say they would go four and thirteen. This is definitely a take that might be wrong 
so far, but we will see. Maybe they're actually a little bit better than uh, 2-0, and but everything, everybody else, like the Saints, I had one in the NFC South. They played they played the Titans, and they played the Panthers. Panthers haven't looked that, really that good either, and with one of those 0-2 teams, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, the, like the 2-0 teams that you see on here, like Miami and Dallas and Baltimore and San Francisco and Philadelphia, like I'm not so super surprised about that, but maybe like Tampa Bay and Washington and like Atlanta and New Orleans maybe a little bit but I would say maybe Tampa Bay seems a little fraudish they beat the Vikings and they beat the Bears so they play Philadelphia on Monday night I feel like that's a game they probably lose but we'll see yeah that's definitely um that was probably the team that I was going to choose to be honest uh, I'll go for one, I guess, that maybe maybe isn't so obvious because another like really easy target would have been the Commanders, but I don't want to or or the Falcons, but I don't really want to name either of those. Uh, I'm going to say Dallas, honestly, mm-hmm. Dallas or the Saints. I'm still not that high on the Saints. I think their defense has been really good, but their offense has been, in my opinion, it, it hasn't been that great. It's been a little bit no. under over the first to few be honest there. to be honest dude like Derek Carr doesn't really look that good from what I've seen doesn't. I know yeah I mean like people I don't know are so big into Derek Carr and it's like he, he's had some good seasons in terms of like getting those passing yards and getting the job done I guess but like he's he's had two playoff appearances his entire career he's not he's not like as good as people say he is so for a team to throw that much money Adam, like the Saints did, it was like a little, I don't know, it's still very early in the season, not going to overreact. But for me, like on the other hand, like I said before, like the Cowboys, I just really don't see them going that far. I think they're going to have a good regular season. But you know what's going to happen? This this happens every single year with the Cowboys. I feel like we're on repeat. They start off looking very, very good. All right, this happens every single season. Every single season on on ESPN, they then talk about for hours and hours and hours. Oh, Stephen A, your your Cowboys look actually really good this year. What's gonna happen? And every single year, he like has a meltdown. He's like, "Let me tell you something right now. They are not going to win. The Dallas Cowboys are never going to win." And, and he always goes on like these big rants. I'm not gonna try to emulate Stephen A. Smith. I can't do that. But he's uh. Uh, man, like they're just every single season. It's the same with the Cowboys. They start off hot. They look really good. They have like a three game losing streak. Everybody's out on them. Then they kind of s- finish the season off a little bit better. They make the playoffs and then people say, oh, maybe they can get past the first round. If they get past the first round. They'll have an easy stretch to the Super Bowl. And then they never get past the first round. This is just what happens like literally every single season. So this season, I see no difference. Um, I think they're going to put up a fight for that division potentially, but uh ultimately i think they're they're not going to do anything in the playoffs and it's just going to be the same old cowboys that we see every year so let's not get too excited about a 2-0 start i am excited about their defense i know they played zach wilson and daniel jones but i think the way they've been rushing the rushing the quarterback it's been kind of insane micah parsons is playing out of his mind and it's just helping everybody else everybody else on that defensive line has been been able to get after the quarterback like because of Micah Parsons drawing so much attention. I think they I think the defense could be really good. I'm I'm a little bit more higher on the Cowboys than you, but I, I also agree where I don't think that this is going to be the year they make the Super Bowl because we say it every single year and it doesn't happen. So I do think they'll eventually fall flat and probably be in the playoffs, but they are that defense I think is definitely legit. Like I don't think that's a fluke with their defense. I think their defense is really good. Um and I think they're going to be really good. I mean, next week, I know they play the Cardinals, which is not great. They play the Patriots. They play the 49ers. That's going to be a big one. Then you go and play Justin Herbert. So that could also be a pretty good game. And then your boy, Matthew Stafford, who's been playing really good. Uh, he seems like he's back. I said that last week. Uh, they go. They play against the Rams after their right week. So there is some. there are some matchups where I'm like, all right, let's, let's see how this defense can do against some better competition. But I don't. I know they played some really bad quarterbacks and some bad offenses, but they were really good um, in those games, and they dominated in the way that they're supposed to dominate. Like they held the Giants to zero points, they held the Jets to ten points, and the only touchdown the Jets got was just a big play to Garrett Wilson. Like those will happen sometimes because it's Garrett Wilson's that guy, but they've been they've been locking people up and. 
you know, I think this defense is going to be really good. And I think that's, it's definitely not a fluke that their defense is as good as they are. And I think it's going to be fun to watch, but in terms of other two and O teams though, Miami, like I said, I think they're, I think their offense is really good. Uh, I had the dolphins one in the division. I just feel like maybe uh, I didn't like the injuries they suffered during the off season with Jalen Ramsey and uh, Teron Armstead, who hasn't played yet either, but their offense is definitely holding their own. Uh, just got to keep Tua healthy. That's the biggest thing. Um, but you can kind of see what ha- what with having a Tua out there, how great their offense looks. He looks a lot better than he did last year too. I, I just notice it in terms of his the zip that he has on the ball. I feel like he's a lot more better than he was last year. He looks more improved. Baltimore, you know, they're I think they're a really good team too. Lamar Jackson is playing really good football. He looked awesome against the Bengals and. You know, maybe this is the year where he, he can stay healthy too. He can put up another MVP type of season. San Francisco looks like a well-oiled machine, of course. I mean, they their offense looks great. Brock Purdy looks pretty darn good. Christian McCaffrey is getting 100% of the snaps of running back, and he's just carrying the load on the ground. And, yeah, it's I'm I'm curious to, to know, though, which team do you think ends up losing their, their game first? Do you think – do you think like Tampa Bay loses? I think Tampa Bay probably loses against Philadelphia. I don't know who the commanders, I forget who the commanders play or the saints or the Falcons or any of those other teams. But I do think that a few of those teams will lose this weekend. Do you think any of those, those teams start off three and oh, I feel like definitely Dallas. I mean, with the, with the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very possible. Um, I mean, the Cardinals actually looked like they had firm control over the giants, the entire game, and then kind of just fizzled out in the last 10 minutes. So, yeah, I mean like the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I could see that being pretty easy win. I, I think it'll be closer than what people anticipate, but I think that they'll ultimately get the win there. Um, Let's see. I'll say, the Falcons play the Lions, so or your Lions play the Falcons, so that should yeah, be. I mean, that should one. be it should be a win for the 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 Lions, but like at the end of the day, it's just nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. So yeah, I'm hesitant. Like, and the thing is, like, I do, I do think like Desmond Ritter does actually have a chance to be the guy there. I think like I know there's a lot of people that hate on him and everything, but what I see out of him up until this point is. And this is the positive because there's a lot of negatives that you can make with him, but this is the positive. He threw his first interception last game. That was his sixth NFL game or fifth NFL game that he started. So he's been able to show ball control from the start. He is not going to be Drew Brees throwing for 350 yards a game, but what no. would be what he could be is a game manager that is able to maybe rush the ball a few times, get some yards, maybe get an easy touchdown walking into the end zone. Um, maybe he'll be able to, you know, throw some short passes and some guys will be able to make some plays with it. I could see him having a long career at this point. And Sam Howell looks really good, to be honest. Like, I'm very impressed with the progression that he's had from year one to year two. Granted, we didn't really see him year one that much, but being able to see, like, what Sam Howell's been doing has made me think, like, he could legitimately be the guy um in Mm -hmm. washington dc so yeah to answer your question i guess i don't i don't really know i think no what teams do you think will be three and oh after this week i guess will be my a better question to ask all right i'm i'm gonna go san fran i think san fran is gonna take care of business against the giants san fran looked very hot um i think i think miami is probably going to take care of business against the broncos the broncos look good uh even when they looked good in that first quarter, they still couldn't finish the job. I think Ravens will most likely go three and zero facing the Colts, even though Richardson looks decent. I mean, he looks really good. They don't even know if he's gonna play. Has a concussion. Um, and then Gardner Minshew. It's not that I, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Gardner Minshew guy, but it's just uh, I mean, obviously Baltimore's a better team at this point. So I would say those are my my three locks of teams that I think that are going to probably end up. Um, New McDowell's is a lock to beat the Cardinals. No, I I don't. Oh I think there's a chance, dude. I'm telling you, I think there's a chance that they end up losing this week. I mean, it's like I'm telling you, every single time, every year this happens, and then everybody gets all excited about the Cowboys, and then they end up losing a game that they should have end up winning. So I'm not gonna call it a lock. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get it. 
I mean, sorry, Austin. Josh Dobbs did okay against the Giants. I'll say that, but I think Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins, 49ers, and Eagles will be three and zero. I think the Saints probably lose. They drop a game against Packers. I think the Falcons probably lose against the Lions. I think the Commanders lose against the Bills. I think Tampa Bay loses against the um, the Eagles. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else NFL related? Because I know we actually want to talk a little college football on this show. It's gonna be there's a pretty exciting uh, college football time period we're in. I know you want to talk a little bit about that. But you got anything else NFL related? No, only thing I got NFL related is guy that used to play in the NFL, used to be prime time, still is prime time. They Deion Sanders, man. I honestly, dude, like I want to hate the guy, I really do, but you just can't. Like he's just he has that Dan Campbell energy, man. He just goes into a place and he's like, "I'm here. This is how it's gonna be. We're changing stuff," and like that energy is just so contagious, man. Like. Dude, I, I watched some of his motivational talks like right before I have to go to my job just so I feel a little bit better. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Like, it, it's crazy. So it actually, it works sometimes, kind of. But with that being said, like, he's – dude, like, what he's done with Colorado is – it's next level. I don't think I've seen this big of a transformation from one season to the next with a program ever. Like, this is craziness what he's doing. And I no. get it. Like he's kind of bending some of the rules a little bit in college football. This is a new college football. It's not the same. I mean, if he did what what he's doing now back in like 2008, he probably would get suspended for some of the stuff that he's doing because it's just people weren't ready for the transport the the transfer portal, talking to guys, trying to get them to come there. All that stuff, like obviously, was very prohibited back like 10 plus even five years ago, and now it's yeah. just completely different. And it's just a completely different ball game, but. I actually really like what he's done for college football. You know how many times I've gone through like his motivational speeches and I see people like commenting, like I haven't watched college football since like 2015. And now every single week I make time for the Colorado game. It's like, he's putting Colorado on the map. A team that finished one in 11 last season is now like viewed as a potential contender to get to the college football playoff. It's crazy, man. And they have some tests coming up. That is for sure. I'm not going to say they don't, they play, um, oh man, who is it that they play? They play USC and they play, do they play Oregon? Oregon, Oregon yeah, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So 3.30 this weekend. Um, So it's going to be crazy, man, on Saturday. I'm excited for that game. I I just got to say this, this QB class, if there's a year to watch college football, to like pretend that you're a scout getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to like evaluate these guys and like make your predictions and be like, Oh, this guy's going to be a bust. This guy's going to go all the way. This guy's going to be a hall of famer at the next level. This is the year to do it because there are like 10 plus guys that if they play well over the next 10 weeks, they could be considered a potential first round pick, like depending on how they're evaluated. There's, I mean, I was talking to Pombo recently and we mentioned like 10, 11 guys I mean, there's obviously uh, Jordan Travis, right? Uh, Jordan Travis, yeah, Jordan the guy Travis. from FSU, right? Yep. Um, if he ends up going off, continuing what he started, maybe he could be a first-round pick. Maybe that might be a little stretch, but it's possible. You have Quinn Ewers, right? You have um, Caleb Williams, Drake May. You have um, uh, J- Jalen Daniels, right? The guy from LSU. Jalen Daniels from LSU, yep. Yeah, there's, there's so many guys. I know I'm leaving off uh, probably a – a ton of guys obviously sanders son you know shadur 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 sanders Sanders. yep yeah um and there's like so many other guys i'm forgetting right now jj mccarthy right on uh michigan i mean there's potential there for him if he he can um not throw many interceptions against uh, a team that's not ranked and uh, that's a bottom feeder then maybe you know maybe he'll be a first round pick uh shout out bowling green so with that being said, like, I mean, there's a lot of guys this year that could go potentially number, probably not number one. That's kind of reserved for Caleb Williams as long as he stays healthy and doesn't have a tremendous collapse. He's going to go number one. But there is room for a lot of these guys to go potentially number one this year. Not number one, but in the first round, first few rounds. And um, this is a very exciting college football season. There is so much change. Like, Georgia obviously had a huge turnover uh, with the amount of players they had going to the NFL in the first few rounds over the last few years, huge turnover. There's a lot of new faces there. Texas is has not been ranked for the last several years. FSU, Florida State University, same story. I mean, I'm excited for the college football season because it's just so different from past years. 
you look at the top five teams this year, you know, you have Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Florida State, and USC. Those are the three teams right there. The last three teams that I mentioned are teams that have not been ranked or very highly thought of for 10 plus years. So it, yeah. it's exciting to see like the change of college football kind of coming into full swing. I mean, Oregon, if they beat Colorado this this week, the winner of the uh, Oregon Colorado game could end up being next week like top seven rated or top even top five rated, depending how well that game goes and what the flow is on that and what the point differential is and all that stuff. Um, the winner of that game could be in the top five. So this is a fun college football season to start off. But uh, what do you think about this season so far? Any any takeaways? Yeah, I mean, actually, just first answer your question about or just your topic about Colorado and Coach Prime. I'm going to admit I was very skeptical on this team because they were receiving a lot of hype. I was like, maybe not this year, but next year I can see them having uh, the hype. You know, maybe they can or I can see them turn around the program maybe next year or the year after that. I don't think Dion's going to come in there and just completely turn it around from the first year he gets there. But I think they're going to make a bowl game. Like, I think they're absolutely going to make a bowl game this year. Um, I didn't even think that was going to be possible. I was really down on Colorado and not just the fact that I, I, I was just more so like there were one in 11 last year. There's, uh, you know, it's a brand new, brand new head coach coming in, brand new, you know, culture being set. And I didn't think that it was just going to be turned around so quickly. Like I believed in coach prime to be able to make the program a lot better, but I didn't think he would do it so early. And he's done it early. And, you know, Colorado right now is the 19th team in the nation. Uh, You know, they're ranked. Like, that's crazy to think about. I would have never thought they would have been, they would be ranked right now. But, you know, they beat TCU. They beat Nebraska. The Colorado State game. I didn't stay up for the whole thing because it was ended at like 2.30 in the morning. But I watched like the first half. It was, it was crazy. Like the atmosphere that's in Boulder right now, it, it cannot be understated. Like he's really... I think he's really turned around that whole organization. I mean, you got freaking the rock coming to go to Boulder to predict college on college ESPN college game day to predict games. You have little Wayne on big noon kickoff at Colorado having a performance. Like it's crazy to think about like the impact that he's made, like with, you know, like people coming to the game, Kawhi Leonard was at the game. Uh, I forget. There was a bunch of, bunch of celebrities that, that were at the game. Like it's crazy to like the impact that he's kind of made. His son looks really good. His his son, I think, definitely will be an NFL quarterback. He looked like it. Travis Hunter, hopefully he can come back healthy. I know he took that really nasty hit in that Colorado State game that will knock him out a few weeks. But him playing both sides of the ball, like, it's crazy, like, how many snaps that kid was playing. Like, I don't want to throw out the name Shohei Otani, but, like, it's kind of it was kind of similar to that. Like, it's super impressive to be – you know, you're you're not taking a break, barely a break. You're out there playing corner. You're out there playing receiver. Like, I think his snaps will go down as the season goes on. But it was just crazy to kind of see that those for the, for the first few weeks. So, yeah, I think Colorado. I in in with their success too. Now kids are gonna be like, man, I want to go play for Dion. These five star recruits, my kid, I want to go play for Dion. Like, look what he did to Colorado. Look what he did to turn this program around into making them a relevant program. Like I want to go play in Boulder. Like that's going to be, that's a real thing. And now, you know, he's going to really, he really used the transfer portal really well. He got some good players from the transfer portal. They're a really good football team. And I don't think they're going to, I I still don't think they're going to be winning games against Oregon and USC, but I do think that they're definitely going to be a household name in college football. Like I think we'll be seeing, I think we'll see Colorado for as long as Deion Sanders is there, he's going to bring in recruits. And I think that's the biggest thing. So who knows what can happen in like two or three years, how Colorado can look, because I do think that they're going to like Deion specifically is going to get recruits to come over there. I know everything's the NIL it's paying players to come to play for your school. But I don't know. I I mean, I think Dion's probably going to raise enough money for that, for that program uh, to get them, to get them to that point. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy what he's been able to do. And then just the college football quarterback landscape, like you were mentioned, it's, it's wild. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, Shadar Sanders, Quinn Ewers, Jordan Travis, Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, even Joe Milton, like, 
quarterbacks that are just like like there's traits about all of them that you really like and it's going to be really fun to like when we get to like you know like winter and the spring and we kind of get into that NFL draft mode and kind of seeing like the draft process come about and seeing these guys at the combine seeing them throw at their pro day and seeing measurements and you know all this stuff uh and then when we really start to scout these guys watch the all 22 film I'm going to be definitely doing that I honestly might start that soon because there's a lot of quarterbacks in this class that are uh pretty exciting obviously Caleb Williams is right at the top. You can put Drake May in that conversation for like two or three. I mean, then you got guys like Michael Penix and Shadur Sanders, Quinn Ewers. Like, it's crazy. Um, I don't remember a quarterback class looking as strong as this one in a long time. Maybe like the Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen drafts. I mean, there was a lot of quarterbacks that were taken in the first round. I think we could possibly see that again this upcoming season in the upcoming drafts. We'll see, but college football is just crazy right now and honestly like it doesn't really feel like that there's this powerhouse team like Georgia's kind of struggled against South Carolina Michigan kind of struggled a little bit in their last game I know they're going to be getting Jim Harbaugh back which is great but Texas they beat Alabama then they kind of struggled against Wyoming Florida State struggled against Boston College Eagles like I don't know so I'm not really too sure like who's gonna end up coming out here and winning the national championship it's kind of up in the air right now my preseason prediction was Bulldogs I guess I'll still ride with that but obviously you know they in that first half against South Carolina they were just not playing some their best football so we will see it's it's a crazy this is the last I was saying this when I was on Pablo and Peter's picks but this is like the last normal college football season because then next year we're going to have teams going into different conferences. You know, the college football playoff is going to eventually raise to 12 teams. Like, it's going to be completely different. So this is kind of like the last big, like last normal traditional college football season. And then next year is when it really starts to get different. So should be should be fun to watch. I'm, I'm enjoying every second of it. If you're not doing anything on Saturday, I suggest watching college football this week because there is a plethora of ranked games going on, like two ranked teams playing up against each other. Like I said, there's Colorado and Oregon, uh, Alabama and Ole Miss are going to be going up against each other. Uh, Iowa and Penn State are going up against each other. Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Like uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. So if you're not doing anything this Saturday, watch some college football. Some great advice right there. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Do it. You got to do it. This is like, this is such a really big week in terms of just these ranked teams going up against each other. There's probably like five or six ranked versus ranked games. Like, like Saturday is just going to be crazy. Yeah. And I think we're starting to potentially see the end of like Alabama stronghold on college football. Like the hands me a little bit. They definitely have a very, uh, very bad quarterback situation. I've never seen it this bad. Even during those seasons where there was transition from one guy to another, like their last four quarterbacks have all gone on to be first round picks. So, yeah, I don't know. I know they're going back to Jalen Milrow. He's, I don't think he's the best thrower of the football. Obviously, he's got the legs, but. You got him, you got Ty Simpson, who's a true freshman. And uh, what's the guy's name? Tyler Buchner, I think his name is. Um, it's not it's not great. And honestly, like I I'm if I were to pick like a favorite favorite college football team, it would probably be Alabama because of the Patriots connection with all the bunch of Patriots players going to out to or a bunch of Alabama players getting drafted to New England. But it's um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Saban, I think Saban's still a great head coach. Obviously, he's gonna get people to come there and whatnot, but clearly not having a quarterback is really hurting them right now because they are not getting good quarterback play. Like you said, they've had Jalen Hurts. They've had Tua. They've had Mac Jones. They've had Bryce Young. Like they've had good quarterback play. They just are, uh, they can't seem to find that guy right now. So uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a little rough to say the least. Yeah, I know we're we're running out of time very quickly. Our Zoom is about to shut off. But one last mm-hmm. crazy prediction. I know you always ask me, no, you got any final comments. I'm going to tell you this right now. Deion Sanders is going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You heard it here first. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Not going to be this next season, but how long was he at Jackson State? He was there for like two years, no? And uh, or, or three, three maybe. But yeah, it was like two years, I think. Yeah, it was definitely not above three. So I'm not I'm saying like he's gonna stay at Colorado, obviously, this next season, but 
when that job opens up and they realize they're not going to win with McCarthy, he is going to be the next head coach. And I would not be very surprised if his son accompanies him there. Wow. That's crazy. I know he said that he likes Boulder. He wants to stay there for a while. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's true. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. That would be insane if Dion ended up going to the NFL. I don't know if he'll do it soon, but we'll see about that. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to Rough in the Basket this week. Go follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. Go follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. Follow us on TikTok, Rough in the Basket. Follow us or follow me on Twitter at BConnorscore13. Follow Noah on Instagram at Burn 37 Noah, thanks so much. Hopefully we'll see you next week, but if not, it's okay. Glad Noah is back, though. But thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Peace.